Thank you very much. Good afternoon, everybody. Hope everybody's having a great summer. We look forward to this weekend's events. So without any further ado, I'm going to turn things over to WU's Executive Vice President of Talent Live Events and Creative, Paul Levesque. Thank you, everybody, for being here today, uh, for being a part of this call. Really excited about NXT returning to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn this Saturday night. Hard to believe that it's the fourth uh, time that we are there with an NXT takeover and, um, you know, just continues to grow every year and, and become a kind of in some ways I feel like Barclays has kind of, or, or the SummerSlam takeover has become a little bit of the NXT's WrestleMania, but um, then there's also NXT's WrestleMania WrestleMania, so it's a little bit weird, but um, it's an exciting weekend for everybody, and I feel like we have a stellar card this weekend that should uh, really blow the roof off Barclays Center. Um, you know, it just speaks to the depth of NXT at this time when... I could make a list of some of the people that are not on this card, and it's really, really strong. Um, but we will have for the North American Championship uh, champion Adam Cole defending against the one and only Ricochet, EC3 versus Velveteen Dream in what should be a spectacular match. The Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Kyrie Sane. We'll go up against champion Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. And in what has been a recent change, the NXT Championship match will now be a last man standing match between the longstanding rivalry or uh, between Johnny Gargano and, at this time, champion Tommaso Ciampa. So with that, it's been a, an, an exciting run into the Barclays Center with everything going on and the May Young Classic taking place and getting ready to start airing on the network. So uh, I look forward to the, the questions. Um, so with that, I'm going to turn it over to you guys. Hey, guys, usual rules. We'll keep it to one question and one follow-up, please. Thank you. As a reminder, everyone, if you would like to ask a question, it is star one on your telephone keypad. We'll take our first question from Mike Johnson with PWInsider.com. I am shocked. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Mike. Um, obviously, this is a big event, big event. TakeOver is historically – TakeOver in Brooklyn's historically been the biggest show for the NXT brand. You obviously had to change things up due to the Aleister Black injury. Uh, was there any consideration to doing – uh, someone else in the three-way mat and keep it a three-way or do another stipulation before falling on the last man standing? And were there any considerations to changing up the rest of the card because of Alistair Black's injury? So I think once uh, once the injury took place with Alistair, um, kind of everything goes back on the table. You know, in a way, you're talking about, you know, one of the biggest matches on the card and the championship match, and, and uh, no different than if it had been for the women's championship match as well, but, like, it's a, it's a major shift. So everything kind of goes back on the table. I think you have to sit back down and you got to look at everything, and um, I think it would be silly and, and foolish not to kind of open that discussion up to everything. So it all gets put on the table, and uh, it all gets gone through, and then you determine uh, what you feel like the best 
course of action is and then once you make a decision everybody runs in that direction and you stick with it um you know i guess i think that given the history between johnny gargano and tomaso that uh it made sense to go to the single that batting anybody else in there kind of was a a third wheel so to speak at this time without without a story to, to play it out and um it felt like the right thing to, the right thing to do in the right place to go so um i know they'll tear it up just like they have every other time they've stepped in the ring together. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And then I guess my follow-up is sort of uh, secondary to the Aleister Black injury. You know, even with him out and you guys having to make some changes at the last minute, the, the card is still extremely strong. Uh, it wasn't all that long ago that you and I were talking on one of these calls about uh, restocking the cupboard with NXT after Finn Balor and Bailey and some others were pulled up to the main roster and how you weren't happy with where things stood at that point. Um, obviously it's all subjective and things change day to day, but if they start pulling people out of NXT the day after, after takeover following SummerSlam, how confident are you that the cupboard will be fine? And how do you feel overall about the current product and the current uh, range of talent you guys have? Uh, you know, it would be hard for me to complain about the current, uh, roster and the current depth of talent. I mean, as I said, sort of coming into the beginning of this call, a lot of talented people that aren't on this card that you can make the argument very well should be. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's the sort of the, the art of doing this. And, and so to speak, when you get to a certain point of who, who, who makes the card and who doesn't, it's a difficult decision to make, but you want to give them the best card possible, not make it too long, all those things. So um, I think we, we have the right card, but there's a lot of people on there that, that could be on there. So, you know, unless we got completely just strip mine for everyone, um, we'd be good. You know, and that's what I like right now is there is a, there's a depth pool. There is enough people at the top to where it's very thick, but yet you also have people right underneath them chomping at the bit you know, begging to get more time and begging to get uh, a better uh, a better shot at the top. So that keeps everybody growing and keeps everybody progressing. So to me, I'm I'm really happy with where we are now. All right, thank you, Paul, for the time. Thank you, Mike. We'll take our next question from Vicente Diaz with Mundo Deportivo. Hello, Paul from Spain. Thank you very much for the time. Thank you. Uh, we talk about NXT being the third brand of the company. Is it crazy to think of NXT being part of the next superstar shakeup along with Raw and SmackDown Live? Um, I mean, I guess in some way it is because usually when you do some type of uh, shakeup, somebody gets called up. So I, I end up uh, I end up losing some NXT talent. Um, yeah, look, I think now when you when you look back at the roster. Uh, over the last few years, and then you look at the main roster, I think the number is something like 80% or so of the main roster came out of NXT. So there are a lot of talent in there that wouldn't even be a stretch to come into NXT um, if, if they were on the main roster and they came back to NXT. It wouldn't be a big stretch. And I think when you've seen in the last few weeks, every now and then, in, in an effort to give people surprises and constantly keep things fresh, we've had live events where we've brought the revival on, and we've had live events where we've brought Tyler. 
uh, no, Tyler Breeze on. Sorry, I was, bait was stuck in my head there for a second. Uh, Tyler Breeze on, and, and those those kind of surprises and shocks. But people love it, you know, and it's uh, it's like old home days in a way. So I do think that you could see that happen um, very easily, and I don't think it would be a stretch for for people to uh, to consider that that being a possibility. And finally, is there any particular change we're talking about NXT, obviously, uh, and the way it is portrayed today and the way it's going to be next year with the Fox TV deal? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just, you're asking how it will be seen or? Yeah, if there's going to be any changes and maybe we see NXT on uh, Fox TV as well. I don't know. Right now, right now we're uh, we're concentrating on the deals we have and, and uh, where we'll be next year when when SmackDown moves to Fox. Um, you know, but I, I think it, it, it time tells and, and time will see. I think right now NXT is a very good home on the network. People seem to enjoy it, and um, but but who knows? I, I would I would never want to say never, especially around here. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll take our next question from Brian Fritz with Sporting News. Hey, Brian. The WWE pay-per-views, as we've seen lately, have begun going longer. And some of the NXT shows, while you're not adding a lot more matches, the shows have gotten a little bit longer. Is that something that you think will continue to happen to where maybe um, NXT takeover shows could be, say, three hours or, or more on a regular basis with more matches? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily interested in. For me, it's not length of time, and not you know, people paying by the hour or something like that. To me, it's um, it's about the right card, the right length, and the right card to tell the right story, and to do it in a way that you give them enough that they're satisfied. You don't give them too much so that they're burnt out. It's it's a balancing act to me. Um, so. At least for NXT, for me, because that, that decision is mine, it's just, just really about what works for the card. And I take the card that we have. I don't want to pigeonhole something into the card that doesn't need to be there. I also don't want to give somebody more time than they need to tell the story they need to tell or, or less. It's it's about giving them the right product. Uh, so every time will be slightly different. And I think that's why you saw some that were you know, closer to the two hours, some that were closer to the three hours. and, and in between, you know, um, it's nice. One of the nice things about being on the network, it's nice to have a little bit of that freedom to, to be able to kind of, you know, hopefully they don't throw us off the air if we go too long. So you mentioned the depth of talent right now at NXT. So what's the process like right now when it comes to the weekly television show and trying to utilize all of the talent that you have there? Cause there are so many people, but you're working in this finite space of, of one hour each week when it comes to NXT TV. Yeah, that's the challenge sometimes, right? It's, is trying to, um, it's a good problem to have. So you have too much talent. You had a one hour show and you got too much talent. That's a good problem to have. Um, it allows you to split things up and not overexpose talent where you're seeing them every single week doing, you know, a bunch of segments or whatever. Um, do, do Are there times when I would like to get more people into the show and, and wish the show had a slightly longer format? Sure. Um, but, I, I, but I think it works the way it is, and I'm, 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 I'm happy. I would rather have too much, a little bit too much talent and spread them out 
and make the desire for him be strong than overexpose talent and give them too much of something, you know, too much of a good thing is, is still too much. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'll take our next question from Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Hey, Paul. Hey, uh, do you, when it comes to NXT UK, long-term, do you see a lot of crossover between regular NXT and UK, or are you going for more of a Raw and SmackDown type of split where there's not a lot of interpromotional matches? So I think if I was to say, um, you know, more of a split, but understanding this will be, I'm I'm trying to think about how exactly to say this. So there's a split, but there's definitely a little bit of a crisscross. So you could see talent stepping over to the UK and, and back and forth a bit as it gets more and more structured on its own. The UK does, I would prefer it to kind of stand on its own and be its own thing. And, you know, in, in, in my mind, I sort of envision the territory system of, um, if you if you look at the blend of, across any of the markets that we that we are able to make a sub brand or or a regional brand like the UK, um, if NXT is kind of that oversight brand to where the NXT champion is like your traveling world champion and um, can can move around. So I do see some some ability to be flexible and to move other places, but I also think it gives us the ability to be flexible in that. Uh, a talent can work in NXT or in NXT UK for a period of time, uh, run some great programs, do some great learning, um, get themselves up to a certain level, <clears throat> and then move to a different place where they can kind of take the things that they learned, take what they learned in, in that area, where they were, who they were working with, the people that they were around, and apply that in a different scenario. And, you know, it's going back to the to the old days of getting yourself over in, in different territories, so to speak, and, you know, finding the things that work for you and subtly changing them along the way to make yourself better. That, to me, is is what will um, be great about having it in that manner, that, that sort of kind of territory system where, where people can move around. They, they exist within themselves, but yet there is the ability to move over periods of time through different territories. And a follow-up on UK, a guy who seems like a natural fit for this and is still under contract to the best of my knowledge is Neville. We haven't seen him on TV in a long time. Can you shed any light on what's happening with him these days? Yeah, to be honest, um, I'm, I'm not 100% positive, so I, I would need to go back and, and look into that. But um, you, you are 100% right uh, to me. Uh, one of the most talented guys in the world. Um, I, I love the time that he spent with us in NXT. Um, thought he did a, a, an incredible job of building up the cruiserweight division in 205. Um, it, you know, time will see where that ends up. All right. Best of luck with the show. Thank you. Our next question comes from Kevin Shuren with MindSportsRadio.de. Hey, Paul. In, in the vein of, of a question asked earlier, um, I'm breaking the fourth wall now, coming to you as a fan, if it's okay, rather than a journalist right now. And, sure. um, well, you, I'm, are you going to report it? Because it's kind of a weird... I just need to ask you, I'm, I'm totally, totally burned out by the content put up on the main roster, and um, I'm the only... 
real full show I can I can really watch uh, every week is NXT and I'm really looking forward only to NXT this weekend whereas the SummerSlam pay-per-view is looking to go six hours and more and you, you talk a little bit about um, giving too much to them so so they're always saturated um, in your own personal opinion um, given the fact that that the NXT storylines seem to be very crisp and and very on point and uh, the main roster stuff is, is really well, burning the midnight oil for me uh, at times. In your personal opinion, would you sometimes wish that uh, you could step back a little bit on the main roster and, and take a little bit of the NXT approach there? I also wish I could fly and breathe underwater. And <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to ask me a question or if you were just making a statement about your displeasure. Um, no, I like that. So, um, you know, look... Um, Everybody has opinions on things, and and positive, negative. It's it's the beauty of what we do, and people are free to express those opinions. Um, I'm I'm I, you know I'm happy that you uh, that you like NXT, and I'm happy that you're you're looking forward to that show. Um, you know, some people dislike some things. Some people there are other people that dislike what we do at NXT, and there are people that like uh, what we do there. It's everybody's got an opinion, and. Um, the great thing for us is if no matter what it is, positive, negative, uh, we don't have a shy fan base that is uh, afraid to let us know. They will let us know, and whether we um, decide to take that message immediately or whether we uh, it takes us a little bit to hear it, eventually um, we hear you. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. But if 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 it's uh, if people are uh, dislike something or like something, that's what their voice is for, and, and uh, we encourage that, for sure. Okay, my follow-up is uh, you were in Europe uh, a few months ago. Um, you visited Belgium, visited France with NXT. Uh, Germany is still waiting for NXT to come here. Uh, how would you say uh, is the chance of having uh, an NXT Europe tour coming to Germany soon? Anticipation is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Um, I, 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 yeah, I, look, I think, um, I've heard that a lot and I think it, it just comes down to logistics and, and time. And there's a lot of things that we will be doing in the upcoming year, year two, um, announcements that will be made with touring and everything else. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Germany has been one of my favorite places to perform for myself personally. So I would love to bring the brand there. And, um, you know, you know, it's, 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 um, with NXT, it's it's a lot about uh, making sure where we're going and that it works. It's it's a um, I don't want to say a, f a fragile thing, but you know it's it's uh, it's tough to break into markets and the the margins there and all those things. So there's a lot that goes into it. It also uh, has to do with where all the other brands tour. So um, would I love to bring it there? Absolutely. Do I think you'll see some big stuff coming in the next year or two? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Our next question comes from Dave Metzler with WrestlingObserver.com. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Hey, Dave Metzler. <laughs> um, I guess uh, this is kind of a theoretical, but I keep looking you know, down the line a couple of years, and I just sense with the amount of talent that's being groomed all over wrestling and that you guys are also training yourselves, that um, there's going to be room for, you know, and you kind of mentioned it, having to squeeze all these guys in one hour. And there's, there's, there's obviously positives about having a one hour show. As, as one of the callers even said, it's easy to watch. You don't get bored, you know, that type of thing. You never feel it's too much, 
But what if, you know, what about a couple of years down the line, you know, especially with the Fox deal, FS1 is going to need a lot of programming with UFC being gone. The idea of two one-hour shows that you would uh, do weekly or, you know, not uh, like, let's say maybe like you do four, four hours of taping instead of every four weeks, do it every other week, do, you know, a, a show for broadcast TV, a show for the WWE Network, that type of uh, situation, because you're going to have so much talent that, you know, two hours when they're split into one-hour shows, that's still not overexposing the product, I don't think. Dave, I feel like you're setting me up for a payday off of a nifty idea that I use or something there. Um, no, look, there's, there's a lot of, you know, in, in that scenario, there's a lot of speculation, right? And, and even things that I go, yeah, look, I could see that uh, there's a lot of TV uh, channels out there and distribution platforms that I go, well, they all need content, but they should all call me. Um, you know, it, it really comes down to who wants what, when. Um, I know we say it a lot, but we're open for business and, and and never say never. So, like, I just kind of always look at it with fresh eyes. The, the show, or try to anyways, the show is an hour. Um, great. It's a, it's a great length. It's, um, you know, are there weeks where I wish it was a little longer? Absolutely. Um, are there weeks where I'm really happy it was one hour? Absolutely. Um you know, it, it. I think it just comes on to where where the right fit is at the right time, and a lot of that is just kind of going on your guts, right? Like, so you look. We have a lot of talent. We have some time. We have the ability to shoot this, and as technology changes, those costs of shooting come down, hopefully. And you know, you're changing how you do things. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, I. I I don't ever want to just look at any of our programming, just this is me personally just speaking, and say, well, this is just how we do it. This show is this long, this show is this long, and it sits here, this show is that, it sits here. Like, it should constantly ebb and flow and change a little bit and morph with the times and all those things. So um, I think as we move forward, once, you know, like as you asked about Fox, once we get into the Fox deal, I, you know, Certainly, as we begin to get closer to October of next year, uh, we'll be all beginning to have conversations, and, and we'll see what those conversations bring up. We'll see where it should be, how long it should be, all those things. But everything is on the table. You know, and sort of follow up on that. As far as, like, the production and everything like that, because you're going to be going, instead of front on a Monday-Tuesday, which is kind of an easy, I don't say easy because nothing's easy, but, you know, the Monday-Tuesday schedule is sometimes Sunday for shooting TV every week. And you're going yeah. to a Monday, Friday, and NXT might be a Wednesday or a Thursday. Um, would that, you know, I, 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 you know, when I when talking about an idea of shooting every other week as opposed to once a month, you know, does that factor into it as well? That like, you know, now instead of one trip and a drive on Tuesday to the next town when you're doing TV, you're going to be Monday, fly home, Wednesday, fly home, Friday. It's like, you know on your own, your own thing, when you need to train and work, you know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks for pointing out all the problems we have upcoming, by the way, also. Thank you. <laughs> well, the problems. This is the, no, look, this is the logistic nightmare. All, all the wonderful things in the, the, you know, Vince will say here, they're all wonderful opportunities. Um, and they are, you know, and, and it's, the, it's, the truth is, yeah, we're, we're changing the, the, the way the shows come out, right? So there's a Monday, Friday, that changes everything. It really does. It changes trucks. It changes routing. It changes, 
you know, the, the 21 trucks that go to TV every week, where do they go? How do they get to the next place? What is the routing differences of all? It changes everything. So we, we are in the process right now is, you know, what, look, once we knew that that deal with Fox was a done deal and here we are, okay, now we got a lot of planning to do. We're not just sitting, sitting around waiting for next October to come. We have a lot of planning to do and a lot of planning that <clears throat> it's dominoes. You know, you take it's, it, you, you move one piece and, and all the other pieces shift. So it, it will, in some ways, fundamentally change a lot of our business. And, and we have to really deeply look at that. Um, but that's a wonderful opportunity, as we talked about earlier, to say, hey, how do we reinvent ourselves? How do we reinvigorate ourselves? How do we, you know, we've always done this because, because of the Monday, Tuesday situation or whatever that is. But now we have an opportunity to do something different. There'll be some huge positives to that. There'll be some things that are tough to get past. But it, it's a, you know, every now and then you get this opportunity to go, all right, like, let's just start with a blank canvas and, and see what we come up with. And, and that's kind of where we're at. And it's really cool. Just one real quick thing also. Um, do you have any kind of update as far as, like, time off um, and the injuries of uh, Tegan Knox and uh, Alistair Black? Uh, and so I don't necessarily on Alistair, I think it's a little bit of a time thing right now. Um, and then, you know, uh, I think that'll also depend on one injury to, uh, how do we want to play out the, who done it, so to speak, um, part of creative storyline. So that'll, that'll be a little bit of the, the equation there. Tegan, you know, geez. I, 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 the poor girl. I mean, I you know May Young last year and the injury with she had the ACL injury and um, just so happy for her. Right, she makes the full recovery, go to come back, and everything is going great. And I mean, you know, without getting into every single decision of the booking, uh, you know, it was in probably the most heartbreaking breaking manner it could have happened. You know, and I, if you, I don't. Don't recall. I'm sorry if you were there that night, but for the people that were there, I mean, and you'll see it on TV. But uh, it was dead silent in that place. It was a it was a really um, unique thing. Like when she got hurt, it just shut everything down, and I feel like everybody could just feel her heartbreak. And the the there was like a moment where it was the roar of the crowd, and then it was deafeningly silent and you could just hear her in the ring sobbing, you know, um, but, but it's, it's a tough thing, but I will say this, um, you know, I spoke to her right after, obviously she was devastated and, uh, I called her day ago just to see where her head was at. And she is as positive as could be. And is just like, well, I just, you know, I told her that night bump in the road, she agreed said it back to me and just said, you know, now I'm just focused on coming back. I wish it didn't happen. Sucks, but here we go, and uh, I'll be back better than ever. So that's the attitude you need. Um, is it a is it something she's going to be out for a while for? Absolutely. She got a big road ahead of her, um, but she'll use it wisely, like she did the first time, and she'll come back better. Okay, thanks very much. She's, a, she's an ama- she's an amazingly talented girl. Got a bright future. This isn't going anywhere. Cool. We'll take our next question from Neil Docking with Mirror Online. Hey, Neil. Hi, Paul. Hey, good to speak to you. Um, right. Last time out at NXT um, TakeOver Chicago, we saw an incredible um, tag team bout, you know, Undisputed Era versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. And this time around, we've got Mustache Mountain uh, challenging Undisputed Era. 
Can you, can you tell us your thoughts on the qualities of, of Tyler Bate and Trent Seven and whether their tag team title match can live up to that high standard? Well, I, don't, I don't know if you saw the other, uh, the Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era matches they've had, uh, the, you know, when Mustache Mountain won the title from the UK and then, and then yeah. the return match. Jeez, uh, I, I, you know, wow. Just incredible. Um, and I think that, yes, you're correct. Uh, uh, Oni and Danny stepped into their own. Um, Oni came out of that with an injury and, and uh, is just about getting ready to come back. But, you know, Mustache Mountain clearly stepping into their own. And, and uh, if, if this match at TakeOver is anything like those other two, which knowing all of those uh, talent in the ring, they're not going to be satisfied with it being as good as the ones that they had. They're going to want it to be even better. So uh, I'm, I'm expecting a lot out of this one. The, the, the difficult thing for me looking at this card, and I feel like sometimes I say this uh, a lot with NXT, but I look at this one and I, it's really hard for me to go through this and say, uh, what do I think the match of the night's going to be? Because I can, you know, I can go up the list and go, wow, Ricochet, Adam Cole, absolutely, that could be a show stealer. Velveteen Dream, EC3, yep, absolutely, that could be a show stealer. Mustache Mountain, Undisputed Air, I've seen him do it twice. Absolutely could be a show stealer. Kyrie Sane as the underdog babyface and Shayna, I think that's a sleeper in, in some manner, but I do think that those they have the story that that could steal the show. Um and then Gargano and Ciampa, it's hard to argue that they haven't stole the show every single time that the two have faced each other. So, uh, man, <laughs> good, good, good luck on this one, because I just think it's going to be one after the other of, wow, there's no way anybody's going to top that, and the next one does it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. I mean, WWE have held one weekend of NXT UK tapings in Cambridge, and we've got the next lot on the horizon in Birmingham later this month. When do you think that we might see the NXT UK show first airing on the network? Yeah, so I was asked that earlier, and um, you know, right now all I can say is I, I should have a, an answer for that in the upcoming weeks. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of things that we're going through, and a lot of internal factors that are being decided upon, given the timing of a lot of things. Um, you know, with our with our rights deals and everything else, the timing of everything. So, um, hopefully, within the next few weeks. That answer will be uh, will be here for everyone, and I, I you know, said it before, and I, I, I hate not giving people answers on that stuff, but I can tell you this: uh, I've seen, I've seen what I've seen. It's worth the wait. <laughs> All right, great, thank you. All right, guys, two more outlets, and then we'll wrap the call. Our next question comes from Jim Barcelona with the Miami Herald. Uh, thanks, Paul, and great Mayan Classic Live. Really good job by you all. You have Undisputed Era and NXT, and now that you have three of the four horsewomen within NXT, what are your thoughts of putting them together at some point? Oh, I think the four horsewomen would kill those guys. <laughs> not, against, not against each other. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, they, they'd beat the tar out of them. Um... No, uh, look, you know, I mean, look, anything's a possibility, right? It, it, where everything uh, pans out and um, creative decisions. We'll see where it goes down the line. Um, like we said, there's a ton of talent right now, and, and 
I'll say this: you talked about the four horsewomen, like Jessamine Duke and Marina have, have uh, you know, they've been doing this long, but man, they just they, they're like sponges and they pick it up so fast. Um, it's incredible to see, um, you know, and and again talking down the line of the of the creative and and how many talented people we have. I mean, you were there for the May Young Classic. I it was hard to me for me to envision it being better than it was the year before, and I think this one was by far better than it was the year before. There's just the amount of talented women um, that are out there, and they never failed to me to take it to another level that I'm that I'm just not expecting. And and well, I shouldn't say not expecting because the reason we brought them in, but um, it was awesome. And I, I really can't say enough good stuff about it. And you know, when you when you see the product out there, Renee Young and Beth Phoenix doing the commentary for the team, I thought they did a phenomenal job. And it's uh, it's though I think the whole thing is going to be awesome. I, I, again, one of those ones where I, I I've seen it. It's worth the wait. Paul, media attention has grown with WWE and NXT, and conference calls after big NXT shows that you're doing, which are good. Is is the next step doing? post-show press conferences with talent, too, like UFC or boxing does after big events, if you have a big event and there's enough media at the show, and then streaming that live on WWE Network? Yeah, again, again, I think a lot of things on the table. Um, <clears throat> we try stuff, you know, even when we did the first post uh, sort of press uh, conference deal, it, you know, it's kind of like, hey, let's try this and see if everybody digs it and if it's meaningful. And it was, and everybody liked it, and, and we went from there. Um, it could could potentially be, you know, sometimes it's it's nice to for the talent just to be able to to finish what is a very uh, stressful and and busy day and to just say they're done. And uh, but also having that access. Um, for press and, and everything else might be meaningful as well. So it's an idea that's on the table, and we'll see where it goes. And, and then we'll, if we do do it and we try it and it works, great. Um, if it doesn't, okay, we won't do it again. But, you know, we, we sort of kind of did it in the U.K. Uh, when we were there this last time as well. Uh, Sean and I did some uh, – Sean Michaels was there, and we did some original uh, – earlier pre-press, and then after the show we did a little bit, and then, we you know, we made uh, uh, Pete Dunne and, and some talent available – as, as well, and, it, and it, it worked well. So we'll see. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, thank you. Okay, this will be the last one. We'll take our final question from Christian Bruns with Power Wrestling. Hey, Christian. Hey, how are you today? So Shayna, based on our being on NXT for about a year now, and we also add in the uh, Mayan Classic, and she's been doing great. You mentioned Jasmine and Marina, and there are couple of great MMA talents out there like Matt Riddle and Tom Lawler, and they all seem to have really, um, yeah, have a talent for picking up professional wrestling easily. So is it something that you might want to look into more now in the future and might bring in more MMA talent to NXT as well? So, uh, you know, it's it's a funny thing. Like, I, I, um, talent or talent, and I don't necessarily know that it, Makes a difference. I think there's some some MMA talent that make an easy transition to what we do. I can't, I can't say I've ever seen anybody pick this up from anything else as easily and as quickly as Ronda has. Um, I think some of them make a, a very fast transition and it's easy for them to get. I think others struggle with it no different than any other sport or or athletic endeavor. So you know, 
we we'll continue doing what we do, um, and that is looking for the best athletes and entertainers from around the world. Doesn't matter doesn't matter what sport or what athletic event or endeavor they come from. To me, um, if they show a propensity to this, they have a big personality and uh, and want to perform. Then, then I'd love to give them a shot. So, it's it's looking everywhere. I think you do see a lot more. You know, it's a it's a, a combat sport, and it's a natural transition. I think for some people, there's a, a lot of similarities. If you have a judo or a wrestling background, you know, like a Brock Lesnar or something, that there's a lot of uh, similarities to what we do. So, um, it sometimes can be a natural transition. But I, and I think you find a lot of people because MMA has become so popular in you know, the last, what, 10, 20 years, um, you see a lot of people giving giving it a shot, but then also saying, well, like, you know, um, I've done this a little bit. I'd like to try something else. I'd like to entertain and, and you know, still be able to be a world-class athlete. So they, they come in and they give what we do a shot. You know, we it's no secret. We just had Cain Velasquez and some other people at the Performance Center. And, you know, it's, it's all about people trying it, seeing if they catch the bug for it. Um, this is one of those businesses to me, WWE, where you have to love it to be really good at it. It's got to become your passion because it's it's difficult. It's a lot of work, um, physically very uh, daunting and, and taxing, and everything else, and the, and the schedule and all of it. So you have to really love it. Um, so you, you see some talent that come in and they give it a try, and it's you know they like it. Seems like something they'd like to do, but their their heart's not in it. They'll never make it. You know, the the ones that really, uh, you see that light bulb go off shortly after they start and they're, all of a sudden it's, man, it's everything to them and it's a passion for them and they love it. And those are the ones that will make it. Uh, those are the ones that will put everything into it and, and uh, really go the extra mile to make it. And those are the ones that will, will get to the top. So that's really what we look for, you know, and uh, but it doesn't matter where they come from. Yeah, and one follow-up uh, on the Mayan Classic. Last year, you released all the episodes within, I guess, two weeks, and it was really hard for fans to watch all the shows when they wanted to see the finals live after the SmackDown last year in Las Vegas. So how did this uh, like work out for you? I guess you get all the numbers, all the data, and uh, you're going back to the weekly format now this year. Is it something that uh, it didn't work out so good last year, or are you doing it now because then it will peak with the evolution and the finals going on there. Yeah, l luckily for me, analytics and numbers are my strong suit, so I let other people figure that out. But yeah, last year they they chose to um, to batch release it. I think it was an experiment to see how it did. I don't think it performed as well as people would like would have liked it to. You know, I I think well, I, I shouldn't say it didn't perform. Over the long term, it did. And, and there's a, there's a, a difference with the network because when you put something out in its original airing, how many people watch it in that moment, and then how many people consume it within three days, how many people consume it within seven days, and then there's kind of that big long tail of lifetime views, right? People will go back and, you know, I, I'm sure this year, uh, right before we air this May Young Classic, people will go back and watch last year's and, and kind of try to, oh, right, I remember this, and go through it and try to catch up on last year's to get to this year. So. You know, there's a, there's a long tail to those things. So we have a whole team of people that break down those analytics and say, let's do this, let's do that. Here's where this should sit. Here's the best lead into it. Here's how we're going to do it. You know, this year it will, um, Bracketology will start on the Wednesday, August 29th. So on the 29th, right when NXT is over, 
that that bracketology will show will air, and then it will start weekly after that. And uh, the show will air weekly after NXT. It's a great lead-in, and um, you know. But but again, it's it's not who watches it just in that first moment. It's the three seven, and then the long tail. So um, people with the analytics background. Uh, much smarter than me with when it comes to numbers, make those decisions, and uh, we just try to make uh, make the best content we can and put out the best cards and the best product. So uh, where they put it is is their call. Perfect. Thanks for your time today, and very much looking forward to Saturday's show and all the uh, great broadcasts coming up over the next couple of weeks. Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate everybody's time here today to talk about this. I always appreciate the interest in, in these calls and the, you know, takeover in general. Appreciate the interest in the UK as we continue to build that brand there for, for you know, not only the UK fans, but fans around the world, because I, I really do think well, the style is slightly different, and but I think it doesn't matter where you live, you're going to love that product. And um, and then the May Young Classic, which I, I just Uh, for those who were there, can't speak highly enough of it's it's going to be an amazing tournament uh, that will lead to the Evolution pay-per-view on October 28th, um, first, first ever WWE Women's Only pay-per-view, which uh, the finals will be there, and that will be spectacular as well. I can't wait. It's a really exciting time um, of the year for us with, with everything going on. Um, but uh, thank you all for your participation, and uh, I will see you in Brooklyn Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.